0: My name is Annie Grossman, and I'm a dog trainer. I'm the owner and co-founder of School for the Dogs, a dog training center located in Manhattan's East Village. School, school School for for the the dogs, dogs, for the dogs. School, school School for for the the dogs. dogs, for the dogs. On this podcast, I talk about dog training, interview industry experts, discuss pet trends, answer questions, and try to communicate my love for all things related to behavioral science. Thanks a lot for listening. I think this podcast will help make you the best possible human best friend any dog could ask for. Hey everyone. So I wanted to talk about some, uh, products that i have found particularly useful as i have been raising poppy over the last few months because i know so many people have gotten new dogs in the last year and um i'm pretty sure were i not immersed <laughs> in this world uh, i probably would have spent uh, a lot of money on things that maybe weren't totally necessary, so I specifically thought I would talk about products that I'm guessing your average dog owner has not heard of. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you might have heard me mention a few of these things. Most of them we do carry in our online store. And if you are a fan of this podcast and you want to shop there, that's definitely a great way to support what what uh, what we're doing at School for the Dogs. Um, the online store is storeforthedogs.com, and uh, where in, in all the cases where we carry these things, I will put, put links in the show notes. And the way I've organized this list, some are specific products made by specific companies uh and some are sort of product categories that you might not have heard of Uh, in some cases also i am going to talk about how you can kind of diy your own version of this product and some of these things are pretty inexpensive some are more expensive but in the cases where something's more expensive if i'm mentioning it it's because i really think it is worth it there are so many overpriced pet related gadgets out there, you know, dog beds that will track your dog's weight, fitness trackers for dogs, leashes, collars that have all kinds of add-ons and doodads. There's, a, there's just a lot of unnecessary <laughs> products on the market if you ask me. And of course there are many, many products I recommend to people for many reasons all the time that I just haven't found. Um, have been particularly necessary uh, in my life and my family's life with Poppy over the last six months, which doesn't mean I don't love them. Um, I just am narrowing this list down by what has been particularly essential in our lives. So I think I have 10 things on this list and I'm gonna get started in no particular order. So the first product that I have found uh, just extremely useful is the Revol dog crate. I think crates can be useful in general, but honestly, I never really used one with uh, my old dog Amos. He was fine going in a crate in a pinch, but it wasn't part of our everyday lives together. With him, I I used a bag a lot, and uh, although Poppy's actually not a lot bigger than him, I haven't done a lot of travel with her, so there is no uh, specific bag on this list, although if I were to talk about a bag, it would probably be this one fabulous dog backpack I have that I have used for years, which uh, we used to carry, but has since been discontinued, Um, but as far as containing Poppy, the crate has been great, and um, I specifically love The Revol, for so many reasons, I never thought I would be such an evangelist about something as uh, basically ugly as a dog crate. But as dog crates go, I think uh, the Revol is actually pretty, pretty good looking. It comes in three colors now. Uh, I have the black, which I happen to think is the nicest looking one. But if uh, if I love this <laughs> crate, it's not because of its aesthetics, although it is pretty nice looking. Uh, it's because it has some features that I think are really invaluable. Um, I think the the thing I like most about it is um, that it opens up on three different sides. So I often leave one of the one of the uh, one one of each side open. Um, so that it becomes almost like a four-poster bed for her where she can just hang out without necessarily being locked in. It also has a hatch that opens on the top, which is great when I'm training her. I can toss treats in there. I work with my daughter and Poppy a lot with her in the crate, and um, it's perfect for her to be able to um, toss treats in the top, which comes open. It folds up incredibly quickly and easily, with a lot without a lot of uh, noise and clanking, which is important when uh, when we've had to bring it places. It's actually the, the only crate or one of it's a crate we use most, I should say, at school for the dogs. We have a whole bunch of them at school for the dogs, and one of my trainers who does our day school program, where they're putting dogs in and out of crates uh, and setting up and breaking down, you know, several times a week. Said she thinks she probably wouldn't have lasted so long in the job if she was having to use a regular crate Uh because they're so much more annoying to collapse than the Revol is and it also it has wheels Um, so it's really uh easy to drag it. It has a handle so you can sort of pick up the the whole thing when it's collapsed Very easily like a suitcase. I just I just think it's a great really well-made product really thoughtfully designed and um It is significantly more expensive than like a crate that someone's gonna buy on Amazon, but I do think of it as like a purchase that I'm gonna, you know, have for my dog's lifetime. So it's it's certainly a worthwhile, worthwhile purchase in my opinion. Like I said, I don't think you have to use a crate with a dog, but it can certainly be helpful with house training, and uh, I think it's been really useful, um, considering that I have a toddler around. Sometimes I just really need Poppy kind of out of the picture for a little bit for whatever reason, uh, and so it's a great thing that she is happy to go in her crate, and I think the fact that she's been able to hang out a lot in it while it's, you know, basically, uh, open on, on half its sides has made her, um, feel good about being in there and having that sort of be her spot you can get the revel and uh, the various doodads they sell with it there's there's a nice uh, pad that fits in it that's like uh, a nice sort of thick foam pad Um, comes in different colors there's something called the groove which you can stick in the side and put peanut butter on it so that the dog can lick it, feel good about being in the crate because they get to lick peanut butter in there. Um, you can get it straight for, from the company that makes it, Diggs. If you go to schoolforthedogs.com digs that's D-I-G-G-S. That is an affiliate link, so we'll make a couple bucks if you buy it there. Um, you can also get it at storeforthedogs.com. We don't carry it in our actual East Village shop, but we do ship them out uh, all, all week, every week. And um, we also have a 10% off discount that you can get if it's your first purchase with us. So we definitely have a lot of clients who take advantage of that when buying these kind of higher priced items if they haven't shopped with us before. And I will again put the link for where you can buy the crate at storeforthedogs.com in the show notes. All right, second product that I am obsessed with is the Flirt Pole. I really don't know how anyone could have a puppy without a Flirt Pole, especially if you have uh, a young dog in a New York City apartment, as as I do. A flirt Pole is basically just like a really big cat toy. Um, the one that we sell and the one that I use with Poppy is made by a company called Squishy Face. It has this nice, like, fleecy... Uh, Kind of like lure at the end and which is attached by um, Like a a nice sized bungee cord to what's basically just like a PVC pipe with a handle and It's an excellent way to exercise uh, a dog indoors Without having to you know run and chase after a ball uh, Without having to worry about getting your your hand uh, mistaken as a tug toy by your dog i mean whenever you're playing tug with a with a dog you want to have something nice and long so that they don't they don't accidentally chomp down on your hand one thing i i like about the squishy face uh, flirt pole in particular is it has a loop at the end and i actually h- hook it often to the wall by this little loop and Poppy like plays tug with herself with it. Uh, she really enjoys it. It's such a simple, uh, it's such a simple toy that uh, I know most dog owners have never encountered. And um, and I, I've seen it kind of blow people's minds. You can do training with it. I love teaching a dog to to sit with a flirt pole. It's a nice way to kind of. Um, teach sit while they're sort of highly engaged and energized, I, I play with them and then take the toy away, wait for the dog to sit. When the dog sits, I give my, my marker word or I click and then the, the game recommences and um, it's a lot of fun for for both me and for Poppy when we're playing with it. You can absolutely make your own flirt pole. We have a nice blog post on how you can do this, uh, which I will put in the notes. Yeah, you really just need, um, like, some pvc pipe and some rope or bungee cord and a toy the one we sell by squishy face is 35 40 bucks about uh it comes in two different sizes one has a 24 inch pole one has a 36 inch pole most of our clients uh because they live in tight new york city spaces uh get the smaller one um and uh the the lure at the end has like a um Squeaky in it. It's made of this very sturdy fabric. They used to make them out of fleece, but now it's a sort of like I don't know, sturdy grain ribbon kind of fabric. Um, and uh, what's what's nice about um, the one we carry, I think, is that it, the the lure at the end is attached with um, a kind of like a loop that uh, can easily so it can easily be taken off and you can replace it with your dog's favorite toy or um or whatever seriously though like if you have a puppy and you only are ever gonna buy one toy for your dog i would say this really should be it also in the toy category number three on my list uh, this is a product category not a specific product but uh have to mention work to eat toys I definitely knew nothing about work-to-eat toys when I first got my last dog and now I spend a major amount of time extolling the virtues of work to eat toys it's kind of like our our main category of product in our shop Um, if you haven't heard of work to eat toys before basically they are toys uh, that you can feed your dog a meal in in order to engage your dog's brain, help tire them out, make mealtime last longer. There's so many benefits of using a work-to-eat toy. The work-to-eat toy that most people are most familiar with and that you may have heard of, uh, even if you're not a, a dog owner, is the Kong. It's kind of like the, the, the OG work-to-eat toy, but not really my favorite because You can't really get like a full meal into a Kong like they're great, you know You can smear some peanut butter in it and let your dog lick it out. That's fine But I like work-to-eat toys that you can use at mealtime for all the reasons I just mentioned I think it's a a wonderful way to manage your dog's um, Manage your dog's energy a little bit There are lots of different kinds of work-to-eat toys There are ones that work better with dry food, some that can work with really any kind of food. Um, Kibble balls, I call it, are like ones that you can put dry food or treats in and your dog bangs them around. We have a big variety of snuffle mats, (coughs) which are kind of like fleece uh, or sometimes other fabric, but often like fleece rugs that have little um, spots in them that you can um, put... Uh, treats or dry food in. There are puzzle toys, particularly ones by Nina Otteson, um, are really awesome. These are toys that uh, have like drawers and flaps that can be opened in order to uh, sort of force your dog to really really have to um, do some problem solving to get to their food. Probably the kind of work to eat toy I use the most um, is probably the simplest, which is a slow food bowl, uh, or sometimes I call them bowls with stuff going on in them. Uh, These are bowls that have sort of like maze shapes in them or little like raised areas in them. Honestly, the reason I like using them so much with my dog is it's really no harder to use one of these bowls than it is to dump her food into a regular bowl and uh, you definitely get a lot more mileage out of one of these bowls and they really work with any kind of food dry food wet food raw food whatever um my old dog amos was so good at these bowls that i would often freeze his his food in the bowls uh but with Poppy, she's not quite quite there yet, uh, but I still use them with her um, for, for most of her meals. If you're trying to figure out which work to eat toy to start off with, we actually recently made a little quiz, which you can get to at schoolforthedogs.com WTE for work to eat, that you can take to see which might be most appropriate for your dog Uh, But I am, I'm a big fan of all the ones that we carry at storeforthedogs.com and in our actual shop we have product tested through the years extensively and uh, I feel great about our current selection of work to eat toys and would probably suggest that anyone have like maybe three or four work to eat toys that can be used for a full meal for your dog so that you can rotate them out so your dog doesn't get too bored i i have a lot more than three or four for for poppy but um i mean obviously start start with one that your dog likes but i would aim to get get maybe four in your collection um there are some diy hacks uh, where you can sort of make your own work to eat toy one of my favorite Uh, make-it-yourself toys is simply using um, like a muffin tin or an ice cube tray and dribbling some dry food in one of those for a dog, either right side up or upside down, to force your dog to have to uh, navigate the convex or concave areas with their tongue. And you can make a a DIY snuffle mat by simply getting uh, a string mop. Get a clean string mop head, put it on the ground, uh, get some dry food, treats, whatever, and put it in the in the folds of the of the string mop. Just make sure your dog doesn't eat the strings <laughs> of, the, of the mop, of course. The fourth product that has really been indispensable uh, in my life with Poppy so far has been a grass patch. Uh, we do not carry grass patches. I will put a link uh, to the company that we've been using, which is called Doggy Lawn, in the show notes. Uh, it is a affiliate, an, an affiliate link. Um, there are other companies, too, that I have not tested, so I can't really vouch for one company versus another, but there are, perhaps surprisingly, there are... Uh, a bunch of companies now that will deliver you uh anywhere between i don't know like two and eight square feet of of sod that you can use indoors for your dog to pee or poop on i have been getting uh, an eight foot square piece of sod delivered um i think i think weekly now i think we started out with every other week and went up to weekly because um, it started a smell after about a week and we keep it uh, in a corner of our bedroom so I did not want to be smelling the, the those smells <laughs> um, but it's been a really nice alternative to using wee-wee pads uh and it's been a, a lifesaver because as i've I mentioned i think I, I did a whole podcast episode on house training poppy it's been a struggle to get her out on the street as much as is necessary in order to really house train her we do have kind of like a a rooftop area that she goes out on all the time and she does pee and poop out there she does have a walker so she does get outside for a good walk at least once a day, um, but we realized we we did need some kind of indoor option, and the grass has been nice because, you know, it's also conditioning her to go on grass, which is ultimately going to be <laughs> an okay thing. I'd rather her learn to be going on grass than to be lear- learning to go on a wee-wee pad, because I think a wee-wee pad is more likely to, um, to make her feel like uh, going on people's rugs, uh, or carpets in the long term is an okay thing. Um, she mostly uses it for pee. Sometimes she'll poop on it. Um, but, uh, it's been, it's been really helpful. Um, I think I spend about 30 bucks a week on it, which is not nothing. However, $30, um, would be the cost, uh, in New York City of hiring, like, for many companies hiring, a, you know, a dog walker to walk her one time. So, uh, in the scheme of things, it is a pretty good value. And I think most dogs take to going on grass pretty easily. So there's not like a big, um, a big learning curve there. Again, I don't think this is a necessary product for every puppy owner, um, but it has certainly made a big difference. In our lives and quite frankly aesthetically I don't mind having this uh, <laughs> This little grassy area in my bedroom as much as I probably would mind having wee-wee pads in my bedroom which kind of remind me of Like flat diapers or remind me of I don't know hospitals or something um, The the grass doesn't really bother me as long as it uh, as long as it doesn't smell The fifth must-have thing on on my list is a liquid treat dispenser. Uh, We do carry a bunch of different kinds of treats that come in tubes at at our store, Um, but the thing that I use the most is uh, the one that we refer to specifically as our liquid treat dispenser. Uh, It's basically just a little Tube. I've seen people use the same tube um, to transport everything from uh, I don't know shampoo <laughs> to uh, salad dressing uh, it's a sort of like stout little silicone thing with a nice cap on it and uh, it's great it's it's a great way to to give a dog a treat without getting your hands yucky you just shove it in their face and let them have a lick you can fill it with peanut butter cream cheese Uh, liverwurst. You can even put uh, a dog's full meal in it if you're giving your dog wet food, although usually uh, I suggest people get like a camping camping tube, which you can get on Amazon if you're going to give something um, more substantial like that. But I usually fill mine with peanut butter. Uh, I order from this company um, Thrive, which maybe some of you have heard of. They have their own brand of uh, 100% natural peanut butter that itself actually comes in a tube. Um, So sometimes I just use that tube, that like uh, non-reusable tube itself with Poppy, but more often than not, uh, because the mouth of that tube is pretty large, I'll just squeeze the one tube into my handy liquid treat dispenser, and, uh, have that on me, especially when we're outside, so that I can be ready to, um, to give her a treat when, when I want to work on, you know, her socialization. When I want her to feel good about whatever is around. Um, lots of, lots of times and places when having some kind of lickable treat is useful, uh, and I think this little tube... That we carry is a real lifesaver. Sixth thing on my list is a bully stick holder, particularly the bully grip. A few months ago, I interviewed the woman who invented the bully grip, which is like this hockey puck-sized and shaped thing in which you can stick a bully stick, and it, it really is pretty genius. Uh, it makes it so your dog cannot eat that little, little last bit of the bully stick that, um, you know, they can too easily swallow, swallow, and can get stuck in their intestines, uh, I have been using, I, I, I never really worried about my old dog, Amos, eating the end of the bully stick, um, he, I guess he just kind of would lose interest by the time it got down that small, but, um, you know, Poppy would, (laughs) would definitely eat it if given the choice, so um, this holder has been a major life saver. Um, We we do carry it, Um, we also carry Bully Sticks, but you can get Bully Sticks uh, in bulk um, from BestBullySticks.com or Value Pet Supplies or uh, Bully Stick Direct. Those are kind of my my go-to places for Bully Sticks. Um, There are several kinds of holders on the market. Uh, this is the simplest and, uh, so far, in my opinion, best one. Um, and I've definitely been using these with Poppy pretty much every day. I've also been giving her braided bully sticks, um, which do not fit in one, to one of these holders, um, but I find the braided bully sticks tend to last a a lot longer. Um, I just have to be careful to take it away when it gets down to its end, um, because I cannot fit it in any kind of holder. So, if Vaso, who created the Bully Grip, if you're listening and you want to create something that can be used with the braided Bully Stick one day, I would certainly buy that product. Product number seven is a product called The Climb K L I M. B And this is definitely something that if you're not a dog trainer, you probably have not encou- encountered. It's simply like a square platform made out of pretty heavy-duty plastic with removable legs and we use these all the time at school for the dogs with our students, but I also really like having one at home because it's um it's great to have a very specific training spot like spot where i can work with poppy that is a little bit elevated uh which helps keep her focused helps keep her attention sort of like helps designate it as like in in a different (laughs) dimension from something flat as like this is a place where we are doing training um she loves her climb she will go and run and hop onto it, and um, I find it just a, an excellent way to control space uh, while we are training. Um, it is on the kind of expensive side. Uh, we carry them for $175, and um, and I, I, I know that when I first saw it, I was like, this seems like something someone could make themselves, why spend $175 on it? Um, but uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if I knew someone super handy, I would have them make me a similar version. Um, I guess, but it is pretty nice in that it's not that heavy, and uh, it's easily transportable. Uh, it it definitely does its job well. Although, like I said, it's it's a li- it's, it does seem sort of silly in that it's basically just like a very low table. So depending on how creative and handy you are maybe you could you could make your own version of this there are other kinds of platforms out there made specifically for dog training some are made with different materials Um, I'm sure some of them are great I haven't really experimented with a lot of them as this is like the one that we use at school for the dogs I guess like the simplest alternative to it would simply be having like a a yoga mat especially like I, I like um getting like a cheap yoga mat that I can cut down into smaller pieces um as that too can be sort of a designated training spot for a dog uh even if it isn't really raised up on the ground but I think uh, it's super useful to have have um you know what we call like a a sticky spot a training spot a portable classroom if you can get something um like the climb, that's, you know, maybe eight inches off the ground uh, or so, all the better. Um, another nice thing about the climb is because the legs do come off, you can put it lower to the ground or higher to the ground. Um, and <laughs> that's cool for the dogs because we have a bunch of them. Sometimes we'll, you know, depending on the size of the dog and what we're doing, we'll stack a bunch of them together, um, which can be useful um, as well. They're, they're modular in that way they hook one will hook to another Um, so definitely think that if you have the room in your budget and the space uh it is it is a good a good purchase that also again will last you um most likely the lifetime of your dog they're they're pretty sturdy things product number eight is a treat pouch and specifically i love having a french hinge treat pouch this is a treat pouch that will sort of snap open and stay open and then easily snap closed i have tried many a treat pouch in my time and there are lots that i like but um we have our school for the dogs treat pouches made by a longtime friend of school for the dogs mimi reed in petaluma california she hand makes these um lovely pouches that have this french hinge feature as well as other um handy dandy pockets and um um i'm just a i'm just a big fan of them they're again very sturdy and um, i like that it can stay open if I need it to be open, or it can be closed if I need it to be closed. And a treat pouch, it's, it's such a simple thing, but when you are uh, working on training a dog, especially in, in the beginning, I think it's quite valuable to have good stuff on you at all times. And um, if you're trying to get stuff in your pockets or carrying around Ziploc bags, you are just not going to get as far as if you have a specific spot on your body to be carrying treats. So certainly any treat pouch or or even just like a good old belly bag is better than no treat pouch. Uh, However, if you are going to put in the money to buy buy a treat pouch, this is the one that I would get. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes. We do carry other kinds of treat pouches, which I do also use. Um, particularly, uh, I use, um, we have one by the company Wildebeest that I like, and another that's like a little silicone uh, pouch, and, but those are both nice in that you can just kind of like hook them to your belt. Whereas the French hinge one that we carry by uh, that's made by Mimi is like a full-on thing that you wear around your waist like a belly bag and has the added benefits like I said of like a pocket that you can put your phone in and whatever. Um, But yeah, sometimes you just want something small that you can just um, clip on to to your your belt or whatever. And I also a few a few months ago I interviewed... Uh, the woman who designed Roughware's new treat pouch, which is uh, a very cool treat pouch. Um, but that one I use more, like, if I'm going out, um, partially because I just think it, <laughs> it looks a little bit less obviously like a treat pouch than the normal treat pouch I use, um, and it has lots of different areas for carrying my wallet, my phone, my keys, whatever, poop bags. Um, but like when I'm just training poppy at home or I just want to have something on like around the house, um, or we're in a class or whatever, um, I tend to like, uh, the French hinge one, one better as, um, the rough wear, um, I think it's called the home trail hip pack, rough wear pouch, as nice as it is, um, doesn't stay open. It has, uh, like a zipper closure, which I find a little bit less convenient. Number nine on my list is a hands-free leash. I think it is so, so, so useful in so many situations to not have your hand occupied holding a leash. It's such a a simple, a simple thing that um, can make a big difference for so many dog owners. Uh, It's incredibly freeing to be able to use both hands while you are walking with your dog especially while you are trying to um, socialize your dog condition your dog to feeling good about being out on the street while you're trying to teach your dog how and where you want your dog to walk while you're outside having both hands um, unoccupied is huge Um, the hands-free leash i use most is the found my animal leash which is a very simple just very long rope leash that has uh, like a locking carabiner on each side, and you can um, attach it around your waist. Uh, you can even throw it over your shoulder, um, kind of like you'd wear like a, a pocketbook or something. You can also hook it to your treat pouch. Um, the both the treat pouches um, I just mentioned, the one by. Um, rough wear and the French hinge one that we carry uh have spots on them where you can hook on a carabiner um you can certainly just use like a regular uh long leash with a, a carabiner or some kind of clip at the end and hook that to your your treat pouch or to your belt or whatever lately because um because I'm like hugely pregnant I've been using my found my animal leash uh like Thrown over my shoulder and then attaching another leash to that leash um, Which works quite well? um, and uh, Keeps my hands free so that I can manage walking down the street with both uh, A dog and a toddler or a dog and a stroller There's a a brand out there called um, buddy system that uh, I've had clients use. Um, we also carry something uh, also by Squishy Face, the company that makes the um, flirt pole that's like a leash belt that you can wear uh, around your waist and then attach the leash to that. But this is certainly something that you can you can make on your own uh, pretty easily with just a good sturdy clip and uh, one or perhaps two leashes. Try it out. Uh, I think you will find it changes your walks with your dog substantially. Um, For, for you know, another reason is because it, like, creates a very fixed zone for your dog to learn to walk in, whereas when you have a, a leash in your hand, you know, your hand... Your arm changes dire- uh, changes size <laughs> depending on how you're bend- bending your elbow um, which can change the allowable radius your dog can walk in, whereas if your dog is attached more like at your waist, um, it, it's gonna your dog's gonna get used to a more fixed area. The last thing on my list today is a product uh, I've probably mentioned on the podcast before I am. Um, uh, a big fan of it and have been for a long, long time. Uh, it's the treat and train, which is a remote controlled treat dispenser that sits on the floor, or you can sit it on top of a crate. It works, um, uh, at a, you can use it for a distance of up to about 30 or 40 feet. And, um, I love this thing. There are, uh, in the last few years there, there, there've been a bunch of, um, Fancy like food and treat dispenser that Dispensers that have hit the market many of them have cameras or could be used with bluetooth I have tested out Many of these and I don't like any of them nearly as much as I like the treat and train Which is a lot less expensive than a lot of um, the other similar more complex products on the market you hit a button, uh, and, uh, a little gear turns and a piece of kibble or a couple pieces of kibble or dry food come out of this thing. And I use it all the time for so many reasons. Um, I I mean, I, I could, I could go on and on about different fun ways to use the treat and train to the, to the extent that I think it might be deserving of its, of its own episode. So maybe I'll devote next week's episode to, um, to this little gadget but you know it, it's it's a it's something you can use when you're working on, um separation anxiety but it's also something you can use if you just want to do training without getting your hands dirty literally (laughs) because all you got to do is push a button Um, I can fill the whole thing with like uh, with like a meals worth of dry food and deliver treats to poppy that way when we're training Um, and something we do a lot of with poppy especially when like in the colder months uh, you know she's a young dog a lot of energy Uh, like I said, uh, you know, we're, we're not getting her out on lots of long walks every day, which, uh, I, I think, you know, young dogs need to be running. Um, so one way that we've been, um, getting some of her energy out is putting the treat and train on one side of our apartment and, uh, training with her on the other side of the apartment. The, the device makes like a beeping noise when you press the button. And so she like runs back and forth, um, it could be as simple as teaching a dog to go to the mat on one side of the room and then dispensing the treat on the other side of the room to get them to uh to run a little bit without having to leave your home my daughter loves to use it with her um you know again it's just as simple as pushing a button Um, we actually have we actually have two um so i can sort of teach her to go to one spot or another spot again Um, so many fun ways to use it Uh, I will maybe talk about this uh, more sometime soon worth mentioning that there is another product that I do like called the pet tutor that is a more recent um, definitely more more or fancier device I should say Um, the the treat and train which we actually don't carry right now uh, either in our shop or in our online store I will include a link to it in the in the show notes. Um, the treat and train costs usually around $100, $120. Um, the Pet Tutor is more like three or $400. Um, it's a similar device in that it does similar things, but you can use it with more types of food. You can use it with um, like wet food. Uh, it also can be operated from your phone. Um, you can uh, use it with different Um, Toys So that like when your dog engages with like a Kong Wobbler, for example, you put like the remote in the Kong Wobbler and when your dog engages with the Kong Kong Wobbler, the thing dispenses, you can hook it onto the crate. that has a lot more features and I do like it, but um, I have found the Treat and Train to be um, a sturdier device that's uh, just like fewer parts simpler to use less expensive um, I, I Would suggest trying the treat and train and if you like it and want to experiment with remote disp- dispensers to, um, to Maybe then try the pet tutor, but um, it is something that I think is uh, both both useful and fun and um, and uh, There are so many ways that you can use it in training, uh, and like I said, I think it's actually a particularly um, fun thing to use when training with kids. It kind of takes a lot of um, a lot of the static out of the equation because nobody is actually having to deliver the treats by hand. It's coming out of the the little robot device on the floor. <laughs> All right. Uh, I hope um, maybe you've learned about some products you wouldn't have known about before. And uh, if you try any of these things out and you love them or hate them, um, I would, I'd be interested in hearing about it. Uh, you know, one place you can uh, share is in our new community app. You can get there by going to schoolforthedogs.com community. It is free. Uh, and there are some coupons actually there. Uh, I think to some of the products that I have mentioned. Um, but uh, you can also email me, Annie at schoolforthedogs.com, if there is a product that you have found incredibly useful and uh, maybe you think other people don't know about it. Maybe we could carry it in our shop. I love um, having uh, things that are well-made. And uh, that people find indispensable that dogs that have been tested on our dog, our dog students and dog listeners. um, So do let me know if if there is something that you and your dog are really into. Alright, thanks for being here. School, school for the dogs. Thank you so much for listening. And special thanks to Bill and Lizzie of Toast Garden for the amazing theme song. You can find Toast Garden at youtube.com slash toastgarden. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping at storeforthedogs.com and you can learn more about us at schoolforthedogs.com. You can also connect with other listeners by downloading our brand new app, to visit schoolforthedogs.com slash community.